What's going on, guys? Bam, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Schmoll? I'm doing fantastic. This is our, guys, our fourth episode. It's the fourth time we've done fourth this. Fourth one. It's going by. We're we're kind of out of the trial run at yeah. this point. We kind of yeah. got to we kind of <laughs> got to figure shit out at this Getting point. Getting this show on the fucking road at some point. Maybe someday somebody will hear this. Maybe in about a month. Yeah, maybe. Website's up and running. Social media is there, and it's not. YouTube kinks still being worked out, uh, but merch coming soon. Yes. So pre-order some shit that we haven't made yet. <laughs> Mayo Boys merch. All <laughs> zero people that are gonna listen to this. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so. Um, let's jump into a topic that, for lack of better words, genuinely just pisses me off and really infuriates me. This new fucking taunting rule that oh, the NFL is putting in that is already claiming victims we're in the going, preseason. We're going for the outrage right we're off the bat here. We're going for it because i got to start off hot, otherwise this podcast might not ever okay. get going. So... Due to the words and their their ruling, and of course it's all up to referees' subjectiveness, which we yes. know always goes so well, well. We know all the 60-year-old boomers yeah. that are refereeing NFL games. Like, absolutely. We trust their judgment completely. Yeah, there's absolutely no way this goes sideways in an important game at all. <laughs> so, by definition, they are allowed to flag or punish a player who, and I quote, uses baiting Baiting or taunting acts or words. Now, what the fuck does that mean? You can't. You can't be mean. You're just being I, a ma- just, big old meanie pants. I don't. I mean, that's just. I could do anything, and a ref could just be like, mm, "I heard it. I heard no. you do that. I saw that finger wave. Yeah, mm, no, nope, not over here. You can't. Fifteen also, yard penalty. Let's take that first down away. You have any violent gesture or any act that is sexually suggestive or offensive? Yeah, this is like dead up the key and peel episode where it's like you can do two pumps. <laughs> <laughs> you do that third pump. That yeah, he's staring at the ref, and the ref's just waiting on that third pump. Just inches away from his crotch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No, you can't be doing that. You can't be letting the kids know about the pumps. No, can't be having no fun. And then also abusive, threatening, or insulting language or gestures. So no middle fingers because yeah. we're all 14 and we get offended by nope. that. Because we all think that's a big deal. We're all anymore. Texas fans and we hit <laughs> the horns down. When's the last time you got flicked off and was genuinely upset about it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do that to shit as people as a joke. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I do that to my friends. Hey, up yours, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Stick it there. Yeah. Oh, you got me. Like, even when somebody does it in traffic, I'm just like, hey, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. I pissed him off. Oh, hey. Here's <laughs> you one got me. Got you, bud. Fuck, I'm going to run into the wall. Uh, 15 fuck. yard penalty. Yeah. Here's, okay. Here's the main reason this sucks, too. Or, so the NFL, your main job as a, a defensive player, especially, but even an offensive player, is to take your body and throw it into the person in front of you's body as hard as you physically Whoever can. Whoever has the ball. Whoever yes. has the ball is a, has a target on their head. So my argument is, is say, say you're fresh out of college or you've been jumping around from team to team, you're a backup role, you've been a special teams player, you're finally getting some on-field time, and you smack the shit out of somebody. The crowd is going crazy. You have to. You tell me that that person can't get excited and then like have a little fun and taunt and gesture at the person that they just annihilated. Buddy, like, you better take a curtsy and walk politely yeah, off the field. Yeah, you better fucking tiptoe out of dodge. Yes, Jeez. make a donation to the person you hit's charity yeah. of choice. 
Okay, uh, better question. Do you think the first first actual flag comes after a scored touchdown or after a hard hit? No, it's going to be something extremely petty. It's going to be like whenever like a wide receiver gets like a first down on a third and seven and gives you the yeah, old the, like the first Tom down. first logo. down, yeah. Yeah, a ref's going to throw a penalty on yeah, that. Yeah, just to set the tone. Yeah. Be like, no hand gestures. No Tom Ford. It says it right here. You can't do that. Not on my field, buddy. <laughs> you know, they're going to pull out that rule book so fucking fast. Not on Ed O'Hara's yeah. field, sir. Right. And it's like, and and then and then it's going to come into like coaches defending their players, yes, and making a little bit of an animated gesture, the boop, another yeah. one, and then it's just then we've got fucking chivalrous football from then on. They're all going to sound like Bart Simpson out there telling me, "Eat my shorts." Yeah, <laughs> that's all you can <laughs> try do. not to get flagged. It's just going to be. Can you imagine the mic ups? Yeah. It's like it's like you, you you can't say anything offensive at all. So it's going to be like, Are "You gosh darn Pallywhy!" They're just out there and just. Was it that Orbit commercial really? where it was like, what the French toast? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be That's the, the, most, NFL's gonna the most like. politically correct trash talk you've ever seen in your life. They're going to ban like the play action next because it's pretty fucking rude to make them think you're going to run the ball. And then yeah, you pass. How dare That's, you fool them? That's not sportsmanship. That's, That's not sportsmanship. <laughs> you taunted a run. You faked it. You're yeah. a faker. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we all agreed that we were gentlemen. This is a gentleman's sport. Yeah, the rule book says it right here. You can't do that. <laughs> So, I mean, but then my argument to that is, like, then you have baseball, where it's like, you've got Javi Baez, who's just pimping 450-foot home runs, chucking his bat into the fifth row, and then he's literally, like, rowing his boat downstream all the way to first base. And then it starts a fight, yeah, but then it's awesome. And then nothing happens, nobody gets suspended, there's no thing. And then also, you get in trouble if you don't get into the fight. Exactly. You better be on that field. And then I think I'm glad you said that the fights were awesome because I think I have a solution to the whole taunting thing. Okay, let's hear You it. can keep your taunting penalty. Whatever the refs want to call taunting, that's fine. There's not going to be a 15-yard penalty for it, though. My solution is the refs throw that 15-yard penalty on somebody. Anybody else on the other team, you cannot get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in the next 30 seconds. So if you want to go lay the fuck out of the guy that's taunting you right there, you can knock his ass out, and there's going to be no penalty. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna reference semi pro again. It's like when yeah. they went on commercial break, and Jackie Moon's like, "Somebody hit somebody!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just start you just have you just have a free for all, and that's how you're going to get players to stop taunting if yep. that's your goal. If they yeah. know that they can just get blasted right yeah. afterwards with no repercussions, yep. you break a few collarbones, tear yeah. a few ACLs, and a scrum, people are going to stop. And the people that still are going to taunt. They're looking for a fight. That's what they're going to get. Yep, That's and we don't too. need them. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> they're, they're getting eliminated. Yeah. I saw uh, I think... Uh, they let baseball players fight because they know most of them can't actually fight. That's Those very true. in the NFL can absolutely fight. Yeah, and they've got bodies to like really hurt yes. somebody. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, I think... Uh, I won't steal this, but I was watching Pat McAfee the other day. And he was saying... Uh, he, he quoted how Barry Sanders, you know, he would score a touchdown or he would like you know, have a good play or something, and then he would just casually walk off the field and be super respectful. And then they're talking about these preseason guys who are getting hit for this penalty. And 
he was like, everybody's making the argument, like, oh, act like you've been there before. And Pat's like, none of these guys have been here before. No, they, they haven't not. been here before. They're like, this is awesome. This I'm is playing awesome in the NFL. to them. They're still running on pure endorphins. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. You're, you're faulting these 22-year-old kids for being 22-year-old Like, kids. that, that like, third and seven completion that that fifth string wide receiver just caught yeah. might be the reason that he makes the team. Exactly. Like, it might be the reason that he gets to buy a house this year. Yeah. Yeah. I would go fucking insane, too. The difference between, like, a practice squad salary and a 53-man roster salary is like $150,000 yeah. a year. Do you remember back in the good old days when like there were no rules for any of that and like Chad Johnson, Chad Osocinco was yes. walking around with like just – he was literally theatrical in oh. all of his touchdown celebrations. He was really walking around with money, acting like he's bribing officials and he would use – the end zone pylon as a the golf club the or something, yeah. The the day of the end zone celebrations, the TO and Chad Johnson every week, and they're trying to see who would have the best touchdown celebration. It just it kills me because like NFL talks about their ratings every year. They still have phenomenal ratings every time, but, they, but every time, but they go down occasionally and they have a dip. And then they bitch about it, and it's like, what do you think this is good? Like, you're just, you're making the game, you're making it suck. That's I'm, I'm going to say, like, you're making it suck. It's part of the reason why I like college football more than yes. I like the NFL. The NFL, it's far too uniform. In college football, there's a lot more craziness. There's a lot more unpredictability. There's a lot more stupid stuff. A lot stuff. less control of there's the like, game. <laughs> there's Army out there running the ball 78 times a game. And yep. like a triple option. And then you have some teams <laughs> that are throwing the ball 60 times a game. You've got to do the definitely is teams, on his fifth concussion of the game. Yeah, and those teams could there. be playing each other in like yes. the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah, yeah. where's their taunting rule? What are we doing about that? No, we don't. That's fine. I just Teams are better at taunting anyway, so the college kids should probably do it. It's just so frustrating, man. And then you got hockey, where I can literally fight you. It's I can expected. fight you. I, I'm, I'm expect if you hit me hard or blindside me, I'm expected to fight you. Yes. And then we uh, we sit in timeout for five minutes, and then we go back, back out. Like then, then we're cool. They don't even pretend to be yeah. like. Have you guys learned your lesson? Yeah. All they are doing, and they don't. They're not even going to realize it until it's happened. Is they're they're going to bottle up all of these borderline like. Trained killers rage. Yes, and it's all just going to come out, and we're going to have another malice at the palace. And then not only, not only do they have to sit in the box, like the timeout box, like it's a glass case with all of the fans <laughs> sitting around there, they're just like talking shit, yeah, just nowhere like, to go, arms distance really, away. It's an underrated part about sports. That's pretty funny to me when you really think about it. Yeah. Like, at, at any moment, cage. any of these guys could just walk the other direction. Yeah. And <laughs> just go up into the stands, like we just saw earlier as we watch Malice in the Palace, oh, which yeah. is incredible. Incredible. Like, that was... I'm kind of disappointed that I was only, like, 12 when that happened. Yeah, like, same. Because I really didn't understand the full magnitude of it. I've, I've only seen bits and pieces, clips of it, never really fully understood it. And, and, and still, even then... Have never blamed the players no. for any of it. No, no. E- even with the little clips that I've seen, and then it just solidified it with this documentary. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, the dude who took the shot from Jermaine O'Neal. First of all, he might be the worst person ever. I hate, I hate him. I hate him. He's the worst. Yep. He's absolute worst. And he should be lucky he's alive. Yeah. He instead of like trying to point fingers and being mad that like people got mad at him. You should thank God you're alive. He was like a sweaty floor spot away from Jermaine yeah, O'Neal. Right. Jermaine O'Neal loses footing and still knocks the shit yeah, out of his of- dude, but misses his like whole 
upper orbital area yeah. by a fraction Instead of, of a, hitting like him an directly inch. in the eye. He hit him like in the jaw and yeah. slumped him. Yeah, it's like you're lucky you weren't brain dead yeah. from that night. From a 6'10", yeah. 250 pound. He, he walks up and he's like, yeah, he sucker punched me. It was a super bitch move. He's like, why are you on the court? You were standing on the court, sir. You literally just watched an entire brawl where they went out into the stands and then your first decision is to get closer to the action. You and your... You deserve every bit of that. You and your chubby brother were just out there. First of all, his yeah. brother got rocked by Ron Artest's Seconds before this, <laughs> three piece right on the court. <laughs> at what point do you just like cut your losses and like say, "Hey, let's how go many? Let's go how in the car. many large men have to throw hands at your face before you realize you should just walk away?" I just want to know what was in their head that they were just like, "I bet, I bet we could do something in this fight." Right the, here. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I need to help somebody. Yeah, I, I need to get involved. I have to stand up for. Detroit. I need to involve myself. Detroit is being shamed I'm right stand, now. I'm standing down up for Detroit right now. <laughs> This is my city. Oh fuck! And the dude, the dude walks out on the concourse. Media chases him down. They're like, "Sir, sir, can you tell us what happened?" He's like, "I got punched in the face. I'm going to get X-rays on my entire face right now." And then they show him ten seconds later being carted off on a stretcher. stretcher with like strapped down with the neck brace and everything. He's talking about suing him and shit. I was like, "Dude, you are like, he's so much." bitch energy just comes off of this man just there's nothing likable about him whatsoever nothing no and he i think he knows no self-reflection it. at all after, know tw- it. after 20 years there's zero self-reflection absolutely and, and and i think he's he's one of those people you can tell just by the aura he gives off that he enjoys being the heel like yes. he likes being the bad guy none of his fucking friends like him he's the one that like doesn't get involved in the cool shit like He's in the group message, but like when he responds, nobody else responds. Yeah. And everybody is super There's active. There's also another group message that doesn't have Exactly. Him yet. And it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like the best friends in that one. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh all right. Miles of the Palace covered it. Taunting rule. Stupid fucking rule. We covered it. Yep. Um let's go Tyler Gilbert. This this yes. man. Had this himself man. a week. Had himself. Had himself a week. Had we'll say he's not day. as young as I thought he was. He's 27. Most uh, quote unquote rookies in the MLB are like my age. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, yeah. They've been waiting on this moment their whole it's life. Like Patrick Wisdom for the Cubs. Exactly. He's, he's a rookie yep. this year, and he's 28. Yeah. Unless you're a phenom like every young stud on the Braves. Shout out. Um, you're probably in your late 20s, and this is like your last chance to make it. Yeah. And this man. If there's ever been I, I think that the stat that surprised me more is that he's not the first. He's like what the fourth? The fourth the player. The fourth player to debut a no no. Yeah. Which is that's even but, crazier. I mean, to, me. to be fair, most of them came back in the very old timey days. That's very true. I was, I was trying to bring up a list here so I can see the names of these people. Yeah. And let's see. We've got we've got Bumpus Jones, the eighteen ninety two Reds. God he threw man. one. That you think the, that was back whenever they were just like, what name do you want to be? Like, what do you want to be known as? They didn't even name them until they yeah. were like eight. And they yeah. were like, what do you want your name to be? Yeah, like they didn't, yeah, they didn't need their actual ID. They were just like, what do you want to go by? I go by Bumpus. Yeah. <laughs> I am the one they call Bumpus. <laughs> oh, fucking Bumpus Jones. I'm trying to find the list of the other ones on here. I can't see it. Okay. Let's see here. It wasn't actually his first career appearance, though. He had been as a reliever in two other games before that. Oh, that was okay. his first career start. That's fair. So they were just giving him his little his little tryout before they put yep. him on the mound. 
Yeah. Okay. Tyler Gilbert. And I love the fact there's, I feel like this happens a lot in baseball. Every time there's like a rookie that's doing something awesome, you always get the camera shot and it's always like the mom and dad or just the dad. I saw that his dad was going absolutely insane. I couldn't imagine if like, if I had a kid, you know, like a son playing in the MLB and like his, his debut game, like even if he goes no hit through five innings, I'm going to be a fucking wreck. Yeah. Like, you're not like, don't put the camera on me because I'm freaking out. I've got my camera out at any moment. I'm calling every family member that I know, what and is- like, and and I'm breaking all of like the unforgivens. Like, like it's like, buddy's got a no no through play, and I'm just yeah. I'm telling everybody what's happening. Turn on Fox Sports yeah, right now, literally right now. The last person since him to do it was 1953. Wow, for the St. Louis Browns team that no longer exists. Yeah, yep. That would be Bobo Holloman, another great old-timey baseball name. Yep. There was one other. Bobo Holloman ah, and Bumpus then there Jones. Was, yeah, Bobo Holloman, Bumpus Jones, and Theodore Breitenstein, also for the St. Louis Browns, but this is when 1891. <laughs> I feel like if you were just born in like the late 30s or back then and you – had a just ridiculous name. They were like, I don't care how good you are, you're playing baseball. Yeah. Like, you're playing, but you're getting on TV. Hey, you, guy with three fingers, what do they call you? Yeah. They call me Three Finger Brown. <laughs> three Finger Brown, you're in. Yeah, you're in. You're starting. Can, can you throw a curveball? <laughs> like, hell, I, I can, can throw buddy. the meanest curveball ever. You have no idea what I can do with this lobster <laughs> hand that I've got. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now, this is where I want to I, I quiz you now. Okay. All right, so we we've got? got we've got a quiz of old timey baseball player names. You have right. to determine if they're real or fake. if they are real or they are fake. Oh boy! But I will throw in one added caveat of one of the names on this list actually isn't the name of a person at all. <laughs> like a horse? Or yes, it is. It is the name of a Kentucky Derby <laughs> winning horse. Yes. <laughs> you have to figure out Fuck which one yes. it is. All right. Are you going to go through all of them and I have to determine which one or are you going to go one by one? I'm going to go one by one and you're going to have to tell me fake or no. All right. All right. So we've got Old Hoss Radburn. That's real. Yeah. 1884. That was the first year that they allowed pitchers to throw overhand. Yeah. And, and he was already old. Yeah. <laughs> He's already but there. But even though despite his age, this man had 678 innings that year. Through 73 complete games. Fuck yeah, he did. Old Hoss Radburn was fucking bringing it. Yeah, that was back when you could throw 305 pitches in a game and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, and you'd pitch. There was no such thing as slap tears or Tommy Johnson. No, and then you're you're pitching the second game of the doubleheader, too. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, you're coming back to Don't ice your arm because you're going to be using it again. <laughs> and you're batting. <laughs> yeah, you're our number two hitter. Also, we've got um, next on the list, we have Boots Poffenberger. Fake. Real player. He played for the Philadelphia A's from 1937 to 1939. Boots Poffenberger? Boots Poffenberger. What a fucking name. Yeah. I hope his parents named him Boots. Oh yeah, but I hope that's his. I hope that really is his real name. Yeah, and he's just well. I mean, R.I.P. I would imagine at this, this point. Is our baby boots. Yeah, I would imagine boots so. Poffen- I, I hope. I hope the Poffenberger line is still going though. Yep. Boots and and I hope there's a oh, there's a Boots the fourth. Boots the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're our fifth generation of Boots Poffenberger. Yes. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, we've got Greg Leg. Uh, that's fake. No, he played for the Red no, Sox actually, from 1986 no. to 87. That was too simple. You would have made up some crazy dastardly fucking. Yeah, thing. we've got Jimbo Featherwood. 
How many of these do you got? I've got probably about seven more. That's real. No, that one's You're the fake one. Piece of shit. That one's the fake one. You Jimbo. suck at this game. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't exist a hundred years ago. All right, and we've got uh, Buttercup Dickinson. That's the Derby winner. No. God damn it. He played in 1878 <laughs> to 1885. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got Budweiser. That's real. That is real. That's he played from 1915 That's to 1916. I wrote down another note about Budweiser. Just googled craziest fucking baseball names ever. I may or may not have. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> what comes up because no, like, but this is he, old... he was probably horrible at baseball, but he existed. I'm glad you said that because his career batting average was 162. Yeah, that's yeah. So maybe well, well below the Mendoza. He should have. He should have been switching to Bud Light before mm. the games. Maybe. <laughs> He comes out there, he's just clearly fucked. All right. Next on the list, we've got Bingo Dunders. Real. No, that's a fake one. I made that one up. That's a good one. (laughs) Jimbo and Bingo. Jimbo and Bingo Dunders. They're not real. We've got uh, Cannonball Titcomb. That's real. Yep, he played from 1886 to 1890. They're literally just like, what name do you want to go by? He's like, Cannonball. He's like, like, sure. He's like, absolutely. Think of something cool. It was like, my my dad died in the Revolutionary War. My name is Musket Trenchfoot. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to uh, Mysterious Walker. Derby winner? Nope. We got a, a guy's name is Mysterious. Mysterious Walker. Nineteen ten to nineteen fifteen. This guy's name is an adjective. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his parents had a clear vision for how this man's yeah. life was going to go. They're like, what's his name? Whatever the craziest adjective I can think of. All right, and we've got not real Sanders. We've got Bold Forbes. Derby winner. That's the derby. Thank winner. you, yep. Jesus. I was just gonna keep the, ni- the 1976 Kentucky Derby winner. You're goddamn right. It took you three tries to get it. Fuck yeah. And we've Third also got uh, Steve Schmoll. Uh, that is uh, real because that is my father. Yeah, your father. He played yeah, for my father. A lot of not a, a lot. Not a lot of people know that my father was an MLB legend. Yeah. Yep. That one year he played for the Dodgers when he had a six ERA. That was legendary for sure. Yep. Yep. And uh, a lot of people were saying that. He should have been traded and or released, but you know what? To those people, fuck off. You're probably right. But yeah. anyway, uh, he will forever go down in the history books as the only player to give up 20 runs in one inning. Yeah. Yep. The Everybody only, else on the roster, was they had the Spanish flu that year. The only schmoll to ever accomplish anything in life, some say. Uh, it's, it's still an early life for the young schmoll. <laughs> Love you, Dad. Rest in peace. <laughs> Steve Schmoll is not dead. He's dead to me. <laughs> he played. He played 15 years ago. He's probably not dead. Is that He's a probably real like, Yeah. A real he played in 2005. I told you. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> You're dead. Love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Well, I suck at that. Um, I don't Maybe have a bamboo. Yeah, that's true. I. Yeah, to make up for the bandbusters, which I don't have one for you today. That's okay. Um, but I think I think we should talk about NFL preseason. Yeah, I think we should only talk about one thing though, because it's the only thing that I care about at this moment. I want to know when we're gonna quit pretending like 
Andy Dalton is going to start the entire season for the Chicago Bears. Somebody better that tell man has a shelf life. Somebody better tell Andy Dalton that because he seems to think that this is his squad that he's leading. Yeah, because I mean, man, he's. I mean, he left. First of all, I feel bad for the man because he spent his entire prime on quite possibly the worst team in the. I mean, debate the NFL, but also the worst front office the worst like i mean they don't even have an indoors practice arena yeah the Bengals are the only teams times. that don't have an indoors practice arena they only have an outside practice yeah toughen them up you're in cincinnati it's not like you're in tampa bay no it's not like you're in fucking miami or los angeles no, you're in cincinnati it gets fucking cold especially in the months that you're playing football yeah it not only gets cold it's hot right now yeah it's fucking 102 degrees outside often you gotta toughen and them you up. just got them out there you gotta toughen them up i, I mean but it doesn't work Maybe that's why Clearly. Andy dalton had to get out of cincinnati he's a ginger yeah but know? yeah he's like get me out yeah. and it goes to dallas granted they had a dome so actually i mean considering that he might need to be the first mayo boy sponsored athlete I mean, I'm down. He's the ultimate mayo boy. He's pretty mayo. Yeah. Pretty mayo. He had to go to Chicago. He was like, how much more north can I go? That's <laughs> <laughs> far. Afterwards, he's going to, go to Minnesota after. Oh, boy. Maybe yeah, Seattle in his career. I mean, yeah. I mean, Justin Fields looks impressive. He's looking pretty good. He's looking pretty good. I mean, he's, he's still going up against, you know, um, what are they called? Not structured, but kind of like playbook plays yeah, and like kind of I mean, trial and error stuff. plays, which is, you know, you only have a couple reads that you need to go through. Nobody's really audibling, but still, like to go up to go up against NFL caliber players. And granted, all the people he's going up with were the best at their position on their team at the time. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So for him to still excel at that level, spring training or not. I mean, and, and, and the guy, you know, Andy Dalton's not going to break out a fucking 50-yard run. I don't know where no. he's not. I mean, it's just like Justin Fields has capability not only to throw the ball, but he, I mean, he can take off at any moment. Like, the man is a stud. Like, yeah, he's going to be really good. The thing about even then the basic stuff, all the great players, they excel at doing that basic stuff exactly, before yeah. they get to Especially do the Especially in the modern-day NFL. Like, yeah. the pocket passers are going to succeed, but you have to be an elite pocket passer. Like, if you get, if you get rushed with – you know, five, six, seven guys to break through, a pocket passer is going to fall down. Yeah. Somebody with versatile legs, you know, a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson or, you know, a, a, a Russell Wilson, you know, they extend plays and they just they win you they win you football games, yeah. honestly. The longer that you can stay up, the more time you got receivers running downfield that you can check them down to. And if you got a strong arm like Fields and like Trevor Lawrence does. Exactly. They're going to be able to get it to them. Exactly. And a cornerback can only – cornerback, safety, DB, whatever – can only stay with a wide receiver for so long. Yeah. Like, if you give one of these wide receivers, you know, more than five to ten seconds to get open, somebody's getting open. These are all elite athletes, and one of them knows what direction they're about to run, and the other one has to react to it. Eventually, they're going to screw up. Somebody's getting open. Yeah. (sighs) You want to talk about the other big news of NFL preseason camp? It's so sad, though. It's so sad. I was really rooting for Rest him. in peace to Tim Tebow's career. Mr. Tim. Yeah. He tried to come back as a tight end, lifted all those weights. You think he's at home Tebowing right now? Nah, he's probably like in the Philippines on a mission trip. <laughs> Doing his cool pastor shit. Oh my god, that man is the most youth pastor energy. I don't and I don't like I don't hate Tebow, it's just he's so corny. 
He is very cliche and white. He's he is a very white man. If Walt Disney just created a football player to star, like if there's there's going to be like a movie franchise in like twenty years. It's going to be based on Tim Tebow's <coughs> life, and it's going to be like some angels in the outfield type bullshit. And it'll sell millions. Oh yeah, it'll it'll do so. Good. <clears throat> and it's all going to culminate with him like throwing that ball to Demarius Thomas that one playoff game when he played well. And, and they're just going to act like he did It'll cut to him hitting a home run in AAA base yeah. while like, the crowd cheering. It's just, here's, the, I, don't, I don't know why I expected him. Okay, I didn't expect him to make the team. I expected him to make it through all of preseason, though. I don't because, know. Because, well, they were, first of all, they asked him to come back and play a position he's never played ever in his entire life. In a sport that he's been at before, he's got the caliber to do it. Like as far as size, but to throw somebody into the NFL as a tight end because tight ends do not just run routes. It's one of the, the hardest ball. positions to play. Absolutely, because you have to block the biggest fucking people on the. You're team. basically like you have to block defensive ends and outside linebacking blitzing bandits. You're like basically, basically supposed to be a combination between a wide receiver and an offensive tackle. Yeah. And he's already what? What's he only? He's only like what six two six three? Like yeah, he's not. He's huge. small at that position. Yeah, like, like he's not a big tight end already. Like it's not like he had size going for. There's him. a lot of six 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 seven dudes yes. out there like playing tight yeah. end, that, doing it very well. Like you got your Gronkowski's out there, fucking six seven six eight, and then Zach Ertz six four six five, Dallas Goddard in the, in the, the mid guy? sixes. What's like, the dude for the Raiders? The ball. Oh, uh, 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 Waller. Yeah, Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a what's he, he's a monster. Kyle Pitts just yeah, got drafted number dudes. four. Like, and also not just big, have been playing that position their entire life. Well, most of their life. Here's the thing. The only reason I thought he would make it through preseason, because I never thought he would make the team. I thought he would make it through all of preseason so they could milk every bit of jersey money out of Tim Tebow they possibly uh, I feel like everybody that was going to buy a Tim Tebow Did jersey probably right. bought it in May when he got That's signed. That's probably why he got cut then, because yeah. they were looking at the – they're looking at the analytics. The trajectory and like, of it. Yeah, the pyramid's going up, and then after week one, it just drops off. And you're like, cutting. We don't that know. was their whole plan. Or yeah. They were like, Urban Meyer was asking for money and his salary. Yeah. And they were like, we can't afford that. And he was like, look, I have a plan. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sign Tim Tebow. You are going to sell $3 million worth of jerseys, and then you're going to use that to pay my salary. Yep. I also think Urban Thinking Meyer. We might have been in on the scam from the whole time. I also think Urban Meyer owed Tebow a debt because – he won him, what, one, two championships? Oh, think of all the stories that Tebow probably has about that Florida team Literally. when he was there with, like, Aaron I, Hernandez and Riley Cooper. Yes. And it's, it's, I mean, it's the debated. The twins. I mean, it's debated, like, that without Tebow, like, Urban Meyer might not have. I mean, he would still have a, a good career, but might not yeah. have as prestigious of a career without Tim Tebow. Right. That's why I think, I mean, he owed him a debt. Like, he's like, you want another shot? Go for it. Like, I can't promise you nothing, but give it a shot. And then uh, and we'll watch you just get deuced on by fucking linemen and blitzing linebackers. <laughs> the worst attempt at blocking I've ever seen. He just literally just like went limp and like yeah. some, like somebody throwing like a dog toy. At yeah, the dog. he literally he, like, he sticks him, and then all they have to do is just make one move in any direction. And then he stands up in the middle of the scrum to try and like find the play and runs into his own player. Yes, just causing so many problems. Do you know? How long Tim Tebow's Jaguars career lasted? Are we talking what weeks, days, or months, or any other? Any, I mean, you could do any. Oh God, we'll go days. I'll go days. Days. 
28 days. No. He got signed in May. Okay, well, that would have helped. He got signed, but when did they report for... I mean, he probably did all the off-season stuff with him, okay, too. Okay, so we're counting that, too. Yeah. So days It in was May, 89 days. Just gave it, I will give it... Uh, I just told you. you what did you say? 89 days. I was, I was close. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I have some questions for you. Okay. What do you think lasted longer or shorter than... Tim Tebow's Jaguars career. What do you think about uh, Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphrey's marriage? Was that longer or shorter than Tim Tebow's Jaguars oh, career? Oh, man. 89 days. What are you, just under three months? I would yep. say Tebow was probably there longer. Tebow was. Yeah, their, their marriage would last like 34 days. It was 72 days. days. Damn. Yeah? Okay. All right, what about... One for one. What about the, uh, the presidency of William Henry Harrison... Fucking another made-up name. Um, <laughs> he played baseball. <laughs> um, so yeah, trick question. He played for the Cleveland Spiders in 1892. <laughs> I'm going to go William Henry Harrison. Yes. Uh, shorter than Tebow again. Yes. Yes. It was 31 days. He wanted to do his inauguration. He did his inauguration speech in the Come rain because he wanted people to think he was fucking awesome. He didn't wear a coat and then he got pneumonia and died 31 days after taking office. Fucking science, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> MAGA. Alright, what about the, uh, the the first Gulf War? Oh, God, I feel like I should know this. I'll go longer. No. They're Gulf, all shorter, aren't First they? Gulf War lasted 42 days. Fuck. Some veteran out there is just cursing me right now. Yeah. 42 days. It was like January 17th. I bet you still watch the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) All these people kneeling for the troops. No respect. And you got guys like Tim Tebow who are kneeling for Jesus. And now look what that gets them. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't an issue. That's what pisses me off when people are like, you only hate him because he's a Christian. I'm like, you know how many dudes in the NFL are probably Christians? You know how many Christians I actually do hate? Yeah. A lot of them. It's, <laughs> it's right. not Tim Tebow. Yeah. I don't hate him. I just like... Nothing against him personally. Like, it's just the fact that people like that are... Especially people that are super Christian like to pretend that Tim Tebow's there for any other reason than yeah. the fact that he's Tim Tebow. Like, yeah, you, you think he's there to convert all of those people to Christianity? You think that's that's the job he's on? How many like thirty four year old ex quarterbacks do you see getting a shot to be a tight end in the NFL? Like, he's not doing it because he's good. Because he's desperate. Like, okay, here, you think okay. he made AAA for the Mets because he was really going to be right. a league baseball player? Here's another thing. Like, how? Okay, so you know how they say like try and try again, and if you fail, like. You know, you have, it's not about like how many times you whatever. If you fall, you get back up. Whatever. What the fuck's that analogy? I'm trying to say. Say it's it. Like, um, it's not how hard you get hit. It's how many times you get back up. Yeah. It's an, how hard does this fucker right, have to get hit to just stay down? Like, just, how many times do you have to fail? He's got a cushy ass job with like the SEC network. Dude, yeah, so, yeah, probably six figure salary to go yeah. talk about sports. He's just go good at it. Talk He's about fine. Sports. I'm sure the Church of Christ will pay you millions of dollars to go spread the gospel. Go wear a rosary around your neck every Saturday on college yeah. game day. I mean, just, I mean, and I do love the guy's grit, but also I don't like it. Like, give, give up. It reminds just quit. Me like, it's okay. Like, him playing baseball is reminding me of, like, the college football spring games whenever, like, they're halftime, they bring out some, like, Child with cancer to like have like a fifty yard <laughs> touchdown run like on the field. Everybody's like, cheering him on. They're gonna bring him out when he's like eighty seven, and he like he like he never. Well, he had a few touchdowns in the NFL, but 
they'll, they'll do something in a second. Here's Timmy Tebow. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna <laughs> this walker take comes one on. to the house at training camp and everybody's going to go crazy. Freak out. Yeah, and this life's finally going to be complete. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Die right there on the Denver Broncos practice field. He lifted <laughs> off into heaven. He did have a hell of a run that first year, though. I mean. Oh, I remember how unbearable Skip Bayless was that year. Oh, God. I mean, he's already pretty unbearable, but. Yeah, that was because Tim Tebow and I feel like in Skip Bayless's mind, there's like a, like a, what do you call that? Just like a line graph of like what an athlete is like, and I feel like on one end, oh, he setting has, the bar or like, just like he has on one end of the spectrum. Oh, the spectrum, okay. Yeah, like on one end of the spectrum, he has LeBron James, and on the other end is like Tim Tebow, and like yeah. every athlete is judged like in the LeBron James Tim Tebow spectrum. Yeah. Well, Skip's not even really a LeBron fan. Skip Skip leans a lot heavily. Skip should be a LeBron fan because he gave him his whole career. I agree. A debate for another day. Yeah. Uh, we have we have a sponsor. We do. We're fucking four for four. They keep, keep coming out of the woodworks. I don't know how they keep on. Keep us. rolling in these sponsors. Yeah. So today's Mayo Boys podcast is sponsored by the baby containment crate from Zapco. This is a new product. Yeah. Uh, has, has that uh, has that piece of shit kid that you forgot to abort finally learned how to use its arms and legs and can no longer be contained by a traditional baby crib? I really hate when that happens. Yeah. It's time for them to learn about electricity. With the baby containment crate, any attempt to exit the bed area will be met with enough electricity to shut down your child's <laughs> nervous system for 20 minutes. Plenty of time to finish that TV show, you DVR'd. Plenty of time. Yeah, uh, so use the code FUCKTHEMKIDS for 30% off your next baby containment crate. Gotta say, when I have kids, I'll definitely be getting one Zapgos. Actually, if you can send me one free Absolutely. on the house. Yeah, go ahead and bring me, yeah, bring me a few of them, because I'm, I'm going to pump some babies out here. So, yeah, I might I give them to some friends. Yeah, I, uh, these ads, these companies continue to amaze me with these amazing products that they keep coming out. Like, yeah. It's just, I mean... Every single one tops them. I think it's a testament to the content that we're putting out. That I agree. The companies with this kind of pedigree are the ones that keep reaching out to us. I mean, best of the best. Best Absolutely of the best. Be- best of the best for the best of the best. And also, shout out to my neighbor, Ron, once again. I hope yeah. he's doing good trying to sell those Yamaha jet skis that he had on the market a couple weeks ago. I hope he offloaded them. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was going to snap them up. <laughs> <sighs> All right, man. Um, I think it's time for us to sign off. Yeah. All right. Uh, to anybody out there listening, thank you. Remember to like, subscribe, fucking follow me and not Bam, because I'm much more active on Twitter than he is. Goddamn lie. <laughs> I have eight followers. Thank you very much. I've got four. <laughs> One of them is like, your girlfriend. Like One of them. <laughs> She's a great supporter. She got me this equipment, by the way. Shout out, Maddie. All right, cool. Um, peace.